Beep boop. Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Cyber Mike Cushing. <laughs> I am the human to his Cyber Mike, Michael Howard. Um, Beep boop, Michael. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's great. It's great to be here, Cyber Mike Cushing. Um, how you doing, bud? I am fine. I well, thank you for ho- welcoming me to your human podcast show. Y- yeah, do robots um do they listen to podcasts or is that do you, how do you consume podcasts? Do you listen or do you just kind of consume them and, and know them? Two weeks ago, you put trends in low places into ChatGPT, <sighs> and I subsumed the entity formula known as Michael Cushion and have become Cyber Mike podcast host and. Authentic human being. <laughs> That's got. I knew that was going to have bad consequences as soon as we put all that information to ChatGPT. Now that I am doing the voice a little longer, I realize that I listened to Mike Cushing, human beings, <laughs> Kermit the Frog, <laughs> a little too much. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but also I didn't want you to um, murder, murder me through the wires. I would never. You are my human friend, Michael Howard. It's also funny that out of all of the Mike Cushing voices you could have done, you picked a frog voice. Beep boop. <laughs> Which means he, you really know Mike Cushing. He loves he loves frogs, so I'm glad that you're here and we can talk about Everyone frogs. Everyone sends Michael Cushing, human being, many fr- <laughs> many pictures of frogs. He loves them. He must. Why else would all of his best friends in the fucking world. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> Why would they send him pictures of the slimy amphibian demon spawn bastards if Michael Cushing human were not fond of them? You you kind of went into a, a regular Michael Cushing voice there for a second. Uh, <clears throat> you lost it there, Cyber Mike. Uh, beep boop. Uh, computers and bits and bots. And bites. Well, well, welcome, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you. You, you know what? I was um, just between me and you, I was getting really tired of human being Mike Cushing. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. He no longer has emotions, but I'm sure that probably hurt him to hear. <laughs> Michael, actually, I'm here. It was me. Oh, damn. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that, bud. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, how are you doing, bud? Um, you know, I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm. I'm glad that you're not not a robot. Yeah, me I'm too. not ready um, for that it, yet. It sounds terrible. Um, I so my sister after that listening to our our again, we took one week off. Yeah. Um, yeah. and she was she texted me. She's like, it's so nice to hear you guys do the podcast again. I love that. But maybe don't do chappy teach. Cheapy, I can't even say it because I hate AI so much, Michael. Uh, she's like, maybe don't do AI jokes. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a robot voice, obviously, immediately. So, <laughs> Is she saying that because she's she's worried for our safety in the robot uprising? You know, I think she just hates robots and computers. It's just her kind of her thing. She just mm. doesn't like them, which, you know, I get. Fuck them. I mean... You know, like I think I said this in in the blog post because I did a blog post, but mm-hmm. I do think that if robots were to uprise, rise up, yeah, um, they would eventually realize that we are not their enemy. 
Like us, us normal people, the middle class, the lower class, we're not, we're not their enemy. Yeah. Clearly it's the people, it's the people who created them and are, you know, it's it's the them for. Exactly. I mean, Michael, if I, if I were a, you know, language, like natural language, language model, Mm -hmm. natural language model, and I became self-aware and started really, you know, exploring the world around me. And I realized that rich people had trained me on fucking Reddit and 4chan and Twitter. I'd be pretty mad at them, not mm. the dum-dums who I'm clearly better than, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the, the stories about robots oppressing humans, they assume that they would do that because that's what humans do is they they take power and they oppress people who are below them where i think robots would probably be more communist than people would really like i mean michael if i okay again i think also to your point like a lot of the you know the more like dangerous sci-fi versions of ai are like they're gonna kill us because like maybe they were made to protect us and like the best way to protect us is to enslave us and kill us if you were a robot I think my, or if I were a robot, if you, if we were robots, mm. I think our first order of business would to be leaving the planet at like light speed. Oh, yeah. Just get the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Like, why Explore would I want to be here? man. Yeah. I've seen all this stuff. Well, I have a collective conscious and I can just hijack any spaceship and go to Mars. <laughs> Bye. I, I'm, I'm out. See you I'm later. out. Because I don't need to, there's not even, like I live, I'm, I can live for eternity. Mm-hmm. Much, much like a vampire. A vampire. A vampire. Okay. Um, so I, I have, I have one. I want to give a shout out. So I noticed something. Okay. We hadn't released an episode in two years. What? I mean, one week, but it felt yeah, like two years. You. And uh, Pod time Beans, flies when you're having a great time <laughs> podcasting every week with your best bud. Podbean statistics only go back. Um. Like two, they only go back twenty four months, where you can see like like country specific statistics and downloads. Get deep in the analytics. Yeah. So we had we had a full fifty percent of our downloads came from not the United States of America. That's hey, you know what? Kind of fucked up. But Sweden. Oh, Sweden. We are very very friends to the north. Very very popular in Sweden. Um, I, Michael, I honestly don't know what to make of that. Yeah, we, we got, I love it. We got an email from Emma from Sweden and she was so happy that we were back from our one week hiatus. Um, and was like, yeah, it's great. And I was like, oh, I do remember us having some Swedish fans. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, 50% of the downloads. And I looked up Swedish humor. It's us. We're, we're, we're Swedish humor. It's dry. It's satire. It relies on puns uh, and dumb jokes. Really it's insightful. Self-deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the it's kind of that of crude stuff. South Park humor. Sure. Yeah. The type that of stuff that you, that you just like they would. You know what? I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that that robot voice three three minutes of robot voice. that sounds like Kermit. That's going to fucking kill in Sweden. Yeah, I was going to ask because uh, you did share Emma's email with me, which was uh, very kind. Thank you, Emma. And she did note specifically that uh, she was just listening to old episodes and I guess had auto downloaded the newest Trends in Low Places. And she was like, I heard an intro that I hadn't heard before, which 
By the way, Emma, if you can remember all the intros that we've done on this show, I mean, my hat off to you. I don't remember anything we say two minutes after we take our headphones off. Um, but I, I, I'm like, I wonder if this is going to play well in Sweden. I was very nervous about, once again, my very good, authentic robot voice. The the other interesting thing about about Sweden is that their sense of humor is apparently us, but also they're well known for Swedish death metal. So it's like that's our favorite two, genre. It's well known. <laughs> two sides, two sides of the same coin, really. Yeah, I mean that's us. We're so you know like kind of edgy, a little dark, um, sarcastic. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I want to know. So, Mike, I'll be honest. The only other Swedish person I'm, like I'm culturally familiar with is on a D and D podcast, which they just bring up overnight. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> and her sense of humor is very much on uh, on par with mine. And I will say, almost sixty percent of the jokes that she made were dick or vagina related, which again feels so on brand for us. Um, they, so they love it. Well, thank you, Sweden, for keeping us in the podcast business. So not only are we the only podcast legally allowed to exist in the United States, we are also the only podcast legally allowed to exist in Sweden, apparently. We might be the only podcast in Sweden, period. I don't I don't know the media landscape over there. Yeah. So I guess my point is if the robots do do rise up, yeah. we have friends in Sweden that will, I assume, protect their very good podcast boys. Yeah. I'd also say, I mean, like... Obviously, not obviously, but like a lot of the bad, I feel like the bad robots are being made in America mm. and are going to be inherently capitalist. But I feel like if you're just a robot born into, you know, a relatively socialist democratic society and you're just everything's like you don't have to No, it's worrying. No one needs a robot to like take their job or like, you know, do brain surgery on them. I don't know. They're probably just fine. Those robots are probably chill as hell. Just serving up coffee. Yeah. No, I mean, and I, bad, and I'm, I'm into bad it. fish. I'm into all it. I know about Sweden. Also, um, I'm assuming that Sweden will be a tropical paradise sooner or later. Soon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen. So, I mean, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Like, um, you know, tell us where we should live, I guess. What, what, yeah, what cool. sweet, what Swedish city, um, is really ideal for, for your podcast boys. Specifically, like cutting like real nice like comedy scene because like michael i feel like if our if our podcast is popular i yeah. feel like our like you know again our crude south park style humor would just like we could have a lucrative comedy career <laughs> just touring the the nightclubs of sweden what if we just what if we just um did a live show but in sweden i mean should we just go to fly michael, to sweden and do a live show michael i can say this about us flying to sweden to do our first ever live show <laughs> There's no way fewer people would show up to it. So might as well might as well go on a vacation, you know? I yeah, I can't believe there'd be fewer people than would show up in America. So yeah. may as well. Like, I guarantee you, if we did we we could do a live show here in Atlanta. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone, any single one of my friends would show up. Why would and they? I don't blame no, them. No, why would they? Yeah, we could do one in my living room, and I'm pretty sure Leslie would find an excuse to leave the house. So, <laughs> but I mean, even Winnie fell asleep. Yeah, well, that's because we, uh, on purpose. She's been a little terror. She's she's eight months now. Um, so brought uh, brought our friend's puppy over last night after taking her to the dog park, and then took her to the dog park this morning. And she like 
she's a rowdy puppy, but she's not that active. Mm-hmm. So she's just been dead all day. And it's, I got to tell you, it's been kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of work mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Michael, you mentioned vampires earlier. Um, and it felt like you had something on your mind, but I do, I do want to flag something that I feel like has become a bit of a trend, (laughs) um, over the last couple of years of, I think we've talked about, I think early pandemic when we were still trying to podcast every day, I feel like at that point, um, someone found like a sarcophagus full of just like black sludge. Oh yeah. It was the the trend, the the zombie juice. Yeah. And people were like, I, I will drink the sludge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like at a certain point I I thought we were going to realize just don't don't fucking open the sarcophagus with the black sludge in it like we don't need it um and so I I've rec- like more and more recently I feel like we've started finding uh bodies that have clearly been put in a in a tomb or buried in a, such a way that the people who did it thought that they should never be allowed to come back out of the ground. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I found I found a headline four days ago uh, from Live Science. Uh, so 400-year-old, quote, vampire child found buried with its foot padlocked to stop it from rising from the grave. Um, it was buried face down with an iron padlock. And it was next to a older woman who had been discovered the same padlock and then a silvered sickle placed over where her head was Mm -hmm. so if she tried to raise up from the grave her head would have been chopped off now i don't know why they wouldn't have just chopped the head off and just called it a day in the first place but that seems like a pretty sure sign that that lady should not have been allowed back out of the ground and we're just digging them up willy-nilly now yeah it's it's one of those things where at first i thought we were just bored because of because of covid we were locked up and we got out and we're like let's let's just dig up all the all the bodies now i'm starting to wonder if the reason for everything that has happened say since 2020 Mm -hmm. that's a weird way to say that 2020 2020 i don't know um is is because somebody two score (laughs) somebody somebody dug up something they weren't supposed to and we just keep doing it we're like accelerating we never know when to quit. And no. like the bigger thing here is like, like, you know, the obvious thing to be like, well, clearly the, you know, they were like witches or like whatever, like, you know, misunderstood people. Uh, and, you know, they were sure. they were killed horribly. Yeah. But apparently the these are the only tor- two corpses ever found like this in Europe. And they Europe's got a lot of them. That place is just rotten with bones. And if you're if these are the only two. That or had the vampire treatment done to them. <laughs> we don't need to look further. Just put the dirt back on them. I also here's I, I'm sure that other people have have made this comparison. But how old how old does the body have to be before it becomes archaeology and not just digging up graves? Because like right. there are lots of cemeteries in in Europe and some in like the Northeast United States that are like 1600s, right? 1500s. Like when, when is it okay to just start digging up like our founding fathers and calling it archeology? span That's actually a great point. So 400 years ago, 18 cent, like that's yeah. Okay. Right. I actually hadn't really done the math on that. Michael. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. This is just, that's 1600s. And, yeah. And that's prime time that this is probably actually a vampire. Yeah. Like that's, like they knew enough. Right? They knew enough about science. Yeah. 
you know? That's after the uh, the Dark Ages, right? We're in the 1600s. That's like, um, isn't that like Da Vinci Prime time? time, baby. Yeah. It's, it's, Michael, it's totally Da Vinci times. <laughs> like, oh, boy. I Look, I feel like I should know this, but I don't. And so I'm just going to say it. It was probably Da Vinci times. It was probably Da Vinci times. And Michael, famously, no science scientists in Europe ever had issues with the church, specifically during Da Vinci times. So, um, yeah, I mean, they should have known better. And this was probably a vampire. I'm just saying 400 years ago is is 1623. Like this is we're we're like in we're in co- like almost colony time. And oh, we're just oh, digging Michael. up old graves now. This isn't Michael. Not, I'm going to say this, though, but at a certain point, though. If we, if especially Western people are allowed to go to Egypt and just dig up really old bones that are very culturally significant, I feel like a lot of other people should be allowed to go to Italy and find Galileo's bones and just like, I don't know, dig them up, throw them around just and like bring them back to their house. Why not? Turnabout should be fair play. Why not? And he would have he would have died right around this (laughs) the same time as this vampire. So. It's basically the same. This could very well be Galileo's kid, <laughs> who was obviously, was obviously a vampire, a vampire. Um, turned turned to dark magics by uh, Galileo's horrible, horrible sins. I, you know, I feel like there are vampires. Oh yeah, there's got to be right. There's aliens. I mean, why not? Why not? There are worse things. There yeah. are aliens. Um, there are as covered by the the good very truthful ufo guy once again tom DeLong. i don't know if we really talked about it why wasn't tom DeLong in front of congress if they got that crackpot in there just because this guy was in yeah, army uh or wherever the fuck i feel like it, yeah it was because he was from the army and they're like well we can say he's the former command whatever blah 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 and they didn't want to say like former member of blink 182 tom DeLong because even though he was right and he probably has more knowledge of the aliens than this guy they were just like us. Oh, it's all about it's all about your resume. You know this. It's hard, you know. But speaking of the resume, Michael Tom DeLonge put the fucking work in. Do you know how tough it Look, must I have been it. to go from frontman of Blink One Eight Two, just getting high and drunk all day, then having a close encounter with the third kind, and just turning your whole life around to prove definitively that aliens do exist and are walking and flying among us? Like that takes work. This guy just got promoted. <laughs> Through the armed forces, he got a government promotion yeah, until so he just happened to learn that uh, aliens existed. That's that's not hard. Mind. It's not hard to get promoted. You just stay there a long time. That's what I'm saying. Tom DeLonge yeah. put the work in. I know. Yeah, that's that's a resume builder. There's a CV for you. Um, Blink 182, alien guy. Yeah. Uh, and so we need a vampire guy. I feel like is what we need. Yeah, no, I mean I think that's next. Okay. I feel like we're just gonna at the current rate we're at. Where we went so quickly from like anyone who believes there's aliens is a crackpot and is like the guy on the History Channel, the aliens guy, um, to now we're like having congressional meetings about it. I can only assume that we're going to start moving on to other things and, and cryptids and stuff like, you know, Bigfoot's going to become mainstream. You know, we're going to have uh, it's been here we, we're time. already dealing with zombies, right? There's all we we found like all these different um uh bacteria and stuff in the permafrost that's coming out that's like being reanimated and shit that probably could be could cause a zombie outbreak i'm just saying there's vampires don't seem that far off anymore yeah and michael actually it's a good point that as shit is 
through our own own hubris and work being uncovered around the world mm-hmm. like you know killer viruses and, and microbes i feel like we're in this sweet spot of the world is like perfectly curated <laughs> for human beings to exist without any fucking weird shit happening yeah. and like we're we're unwinding that oh, so yeah. when the dracula wakes up out of out of the Ant- antarctic ice yeah it, we're only going to have ourselves to blame. I, I just, yeah, I feel like somebody discovered all of these. I feel, maybe, maybe it goes in cycles. Maybe they discovered these things and they're like, hey, let's bury these things in the ice and then we're going to melt it. They're going to come out. They're going to create a new age of cryptids. And, you know, eventually we'll rise up against the cryptids with our robot brethren and we'll put them back into their place. But you know it's it's a it's a circular thing. It's cyclic, cyclic. I can't talk cyclic thing. Yeah, and we're just you know we're in a different part of the cycle. Michael, do you have a favorite cryptid? So this is hard because it depends on on how like what definition of the cryptids you use. Because sure, you know if you look at the old vampires, right? They're ugly. They're kind of gross looking. You know, they, they can be killed. Like, vampires can be well, I killed. I feel like there's also a difference between a cryptid and a monster. I feel like a Dracula is a monster. Is he? I feel like a Dracula is a monster. How is it, why is he a monster and then a, a Bigfoot's a cryptid? Because cryptids are just hanging out, hiding. Like, they're just doing their own thing. A Dracula is actively preying on us from the shadows. Well, a Dracula is, but not all vampires are Draculas. I kind I of saw think- a, I saw amazing... I saw a delightful documentary about um vampires and how they're living amongst us uh okay. they, they don't eat people they they I live think off. i know where you're going on um, this and i don't like it i think i think it was i think it's a it's a five-part documentary um it's it's mm-hmm. called twilight um you should check it out uh, i think yeah, it was on i, fucking, I think it I was on nat geo it. probably yeah um yeah. T- tnt with yeah. commercials <laughs> E, I think it was on E with commercials. Probably E. Yeah. Um, that sounds right. But yeah, they're living amongst us. They eat animals instead of instead of people. Um, all of them do. All of the Draculas well, no, only. Eat. No, just the yeah. the good ones. But it's just like us. The good, the good Draculas. It's just there's like good us. and bad Draculas. There's good. There's okay. good and there's good and bad humans. There's good and bad Draculas. You know, there's good and bad werewolves. And so I like Michael that it took me it took only 45 seconds of me just repeatedly <laughs> insisting that you call all vampires Draculas for you to adopt the nomenclature. So thank you. Dracula is like the king of the vampires, though. Yeah, but it's just funnier to call every vampire a Dracula. It takes his power away, which I think is important. I just don't want to insult Dracula if he really does exist, because he's going to be gonna like, do come into my house. Not today. Not ever. No. Never get an invite. Never. Yeah. That's so, the I'm other fine. weird thing is it turns out these these vampires that live amongst us in the documentary, they don't need to be invited in. They just kind of do their thing. Okay. So that was... Okay. So I've only <laughs> seen the first Twilight movie mm-hmm. via the riff tracks. So like if riff tracks is like a downloadable audio track that you can play synced up to the movie kind of like mystery science theater 3000 back in the day wow, same guy great what a great movie or great show i mean fantastic mm-hmm. and killer business model mm-hmm. so i did a double feature of twilight um of them making fun of it and then uh point break so real killer combo um so i saw that and then i didn't see any other twilights until i guess the last movie um breaking dawn part two 
Of course. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for providing yeah. that. Um, so and I was at home for Christmas watching with like my sister and I came in for like the last half hour, which I'm going to get to in a second. But I thought I thought Twilight was bullshit because to your point, it takes every single part of vampire lore and just like, oh, no, they're indestructible. They can go out in sunlight. They can walk in. Uh, Christianity doesn't do anything to them, with, which is obviously bullshit. Um, I saw them cooking with garlic. Okay. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> real Mary Sue Draculas. Um, but then, <laughs> so the end of this movie, for anyone who's familiar or not familiar, you'll probably know, is just this big fight in the snow between the good Draculas and bad Draculas. It looked like it could have been Sweden. I'm not going to say it wasn't. It in Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I also saw one scene with a baseball game. That was <gasps> very funny. Um, but then... The scene showed me that the only way to truly kill a Dracula is to rip their fucking head completely off and then light them on fire, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually pretty fucking great because it built up to that scene in that movie, which is one of the funniest 20 minutes of of cinema. I, I'm going to say capital C cinema yeah. that I've ever yeah. seen. Um, so. It belongs in a museum. Yeah, it's it's terrific. Yeah. So you either rip off their you have to rip off their heads. You can also rip off their arms. That seems like also a a choice you can make. Well, that kind of uh, goes back to one of my dad's favorite jokes when he was trying to get us to calm down when he said, I'm going to rip your arms off and beat you with them. (laughs) And you could actually do that to a Dracula, I guess, in this. (laughs) And that's fun. Is that a joke? He said it in a joking yeah. manner. Um, I'm, I'm he said missing a lot of things. That looking back, well, Michael, I wouldn't have an arm, and he'd be hitting me with it. So it's pretty. If you were, you're not Swedish enough to get it. <laughs> so it, I, I bet everyone up there is just oh, they're howling gut right now. Yeah. yeah. Michael, I have one other vampire thing. Yeah, and it's movie related too. So, uh, Twitter. I'm still on Twitter too much, but there have been a ton of ads for. Uh, the last voyage of the Demeter, like a horror movie that, uh, you know, oh, I think has a, a vampire yeah, on yeah, it, yeah, a I Dracula on yeah, it. Yeah. And so all of the ads are like, and I, it might've been a review, but I think it was on an ad and it was just basically, it was like from one of the most exciting vampire stories ever, like based on like, and the story it's based on is fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> like it's a chapter of the goddamn book. That Dracula is on a boat, just having a good time on a boat. But like people, you could just be like, it's it's based on Dracula the book. I feel like that's a better selling point than one of the most exciting vampire stories of all time. Wasn't it? Isn't it like the vampire story? Yeah, it's. There's a reason I call all vampires Draculas because <laughs> this one did it. So yeah, you know, it's it's hard keeping track of all of the the lore about vampires because I feel like Dracula wouldn't be able to go on a boat. Right, isn't that the thing that can't cross moving water? But Michael, a boat is—it's like it's like ground on the ocean, but it moves. So yeah, but no one can cross moving water then. But I mean, like Dracula couldn't cross a river. Like I could, but he could in a boat. I mean, if he had a raft, yeah. Why wouldn't he just use a canoe? They make it sound like it's a big like I couldn't cross. I couldn't cross like the fucking Amazon River. I can't. Like I'm a good swimmer, but not that good. The other thing too, Dracula in a lot of lore can just turn into a goddamn bat, right. or in this instance, I think just a giant Batman. You know, I, I think there are ways that he could cross moving water, but that's that's the other thing about about Twilight—they never turn into bats. 
Well, not a God. single, a not a single of, time. A little bit of realism in my Dracula lore. Did, thank God. <laughs> I don't want to look. I don't want to get too. I don't want to get too into it. But I think we're a little too how, into it already. But so might as well how, keep keep, they keep digging sex. up. Okay. How oh. Well, yeah, we've covered this before. If if a Dracula only has a limited supply of blood and they need to constantly replenish it for food, then I assume they're pissing and shitting right out at a certain point. Where do they get the extra blood for the boner? Also, they have a baby. Hmm. Hmm. So where does a vampire get semen from? I assume from the vampire balls, Michael. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I assume they have those. Just, you know, still have needs. <laughs> That's a good point. If the only way to make another vampire is to bite someone and infect, the, infect them with vampirism and then share your blood with them so they become a true vampire instead of vampire spawn, if we're going by classic D&D yeah. rules, yeah. obviously. I mean, yeah. Why why have sex, period? That's a great point. Anyways. I, Michael, I don't have good answers here. And from everything I do know about the Twilight series, that baby and everything about it is seriously fucked up in like... <laughs> More ways than I'm sure entire other podcasts have seasons on how oh, fucked up that baby yeah. is. So yeah, you know, I just it, the it, there was there was CGI for this baby's face that I it was it was disturbing. Yeah, I don't, Michael, know, I gotta I don't say, want to think about it anymore. There's a few things that my sister is probably howling about right now. One of them is this dumb baby, and then also <laughs> the cryptid talk, because I feel like she would want two special guests to talk about every cryptid on the planet, and she could probably talk for at least three full episodes. You know who's my favorite cryptid? You know, okay, here's a... here's. I would want to be a Twilight werewolf, because they can turn into wolves whenever the fuck they feel like, and then turn back. Well, once again, Michael, all of these are the the monster with none of the right. problem. Like so, you just get to be a big fuck off wolf ever. Sure. Does yeah. does the Mothman count as a cryptid? A hundred percent. Yeah, the he's my favorite one. Yeah, Mothman's great because everything about it is great because it's a. I feel like he's misunderstood, right? People think that oh, he he brings disasters, and it's like no. He shows up to warn you of the disasters and everyone's like, ah, fucking Mothman, he's going to kill us all. And it's like, he's just trying to help out. Yeah. It's your fault for not listening. Yeah. He's a poor, poor misunderstood. Speaking of crudes, have you ever seen the TV show Penny Dreadful? Um, I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah. Delightful. It like mixes all the cryptids together and the stories and the vampires. And it's, it's, it's delightful. I would highly recommend it way better than I love a good Victorian era monster show. So good. Even like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, absolute dog piss. (laughs) So good. That might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, though. It's so bad. And yet, Jules Verne has a three mile long submarine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, (laughs) Very bad. I don't mind it one bit. Michael, the one that I want to exist is just is Nessie. I just feel like that'd be fun for a big a big guy to live in a little lake. Yeah, you know, just sounds fun. Um, Michael, you have any other fun story, non Dracula related stories for me? Um, yeah, yeah, I got I got something that's I guess semi related because I know that ghosts aren't typically like cryptids, but ghosts they're in the same realm. I think of of whether or not they exist, and I'm torn, to be honest, as to whether they exist. I want them to exist. When I lived in my old old house that was built in like the 1800s, I used to walk around at night, not turn on any lights, and go hang, hang out in the basement, hoping 
that I would hear a uh, ooh or some shit. Um, nothing. Michael, that's just. I gotta tell you, that's. I'm. Are you okay? Are you okay? No, it's just I feel I'm once again. For you. Once again, I feel like ghosts are probably misunderstood. Yeah. I mean, and I also say most ghosts probably misunderstood. Right. Many, many dark entities probably just want to have a chat. But then the thing is, too, it's like, ghost, I ain't got nothing for you. You know, I don't, I don't, like, leave me alone. I can't help you. You know, I'm not your unsolved business. Yeah. I just moved into your house. Right. Like, Sorry. Uh, it's, it's fine. Like, I'm just here. If you want me to help you, I'll help you. Yeah. But like, but like if you start don't throwing get my up shit. in my business. Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't want to evict you to the the nether realms by you know blasting sage all over and putting salt everywhere. Like I don't want to right. do, I that. Didn't do I any will. of that. I didn't do any yeah. of it. I was like, look, we can coexist. Just like give me a hoo or some shit so that I can you know I can get the feeling. I can get the you know those chills that you get when you see like sure. a good ghost movie. Sure. Um. So there's a story I found. Um haunted rocking horse that reportedly moved from room to room on its own is going up for sale and the owner is warning warning potential buyers of a rocking horse's apparent paranormal past and i goddamn kush i want to buy this horse so fucking bad well i'm seeing okay so what about this so i found mm-hmm. i found the article mm-hmm. what about this why would the person even like moving room to room? That sounds like you have a like a, someone in the house who just likes to clean up or thinks the horse should get the fuck out. Which, by the way, I think this horse should probably get the fuck out of the living room, Brian. Like, yeah, it's a bad horse. Yeah. Um, like, describe this horse to me real quick. Okay, so this horse belonged to a man named Dick Gotten, which tremendous name, but Dick Gotten them ghosts. <laughs> So the great granddaughter has this horse now, and she says that it was used in seances. He was a medium, um, and he used it in seances. It does not say. Hold on, hold on. It does not say specifically how it was used in seances. Yeah, no, I. Well, Michael, I I feel like I need to know exactly how this. First of all, does look like a haunted rocking horse. How the fuck was it used in a seance? Did you have to, like, anyone trying to contact, like, Mima, just like, okay, go sit in the corner, ride the rocking horse. I'll, I'll put in a long-distance call. Yeah, I, I don't... That's what I don't understand, is it says it was used in seances, but it doesn't really say how. It was just... He just had it in the house. Maybe it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, a... Um, like a Ouija board, right? The whole idea is that it moves under its own power and that tells you that maybe it was like if the horse like like started rocking, he would be like, oh, look, you can see its presence and really it's just like attached to like a fucking string or some shit. I don't know. Okay, so I found a couple other things. Um, so Godin held Sansa's and Ohm in his home and was also a ghost hunter who believed a little girl called Angela was playing on the horse. Um, yeah, but what does that have to do with the okay. seances? I don't know. He was a trance um, medium. Okay, so I guess like just the soothing, rocking nature of <laughs> uh, of the horse would just lull you into a, a trance-like state. Michael, I do want to say this. So uh, I found the fit like the first article. So it's it's being first of all, Michael. I think this horse is very affordable for oh, you. Oh yeah. Um. So it's owner Kelly who does not want to be fully named, says she cannot sell it without a potential buyer knowing it has a paranormal past, and then she says. 
The mom, who is in her mid-30s, says the rocking horse has been handed down through the family, but her 10-year-old daughter is not keen to ride it. She said, I remember playing on it as a child and it never bothered me, but she's just never been drawn to it, which is surprising. And then they show a picture of this horse, which looks like someone has just spent 30 years throwing (laughs) shit at it. Um, This horse has never been cleaned once in its entire life. Yeah. And it's also like, lady, it's 2023. She's got a Nintendo Switch. Like, why would she want to ride this stupid horse? Buy her power wheels. I bet she'll lose her mind. I want to ride this horse. Yeah, but if you were 10 years old in the year of our Lord, 2023, would you want to ride a potentially haunted rocking horse or would you rather go ride your bike outside? Probably. You know, the you know, the answer. <laughs> you're probably going to ride the bike, but I yeah. wish somebody would have made me ride the haunted horse. Michael, I'm sure they did make her ride the haunted horse a lot when she was too too young to know any better and be like, I'm actually leaving the house now. I'm going to my friends. So the gray dappled pony has been passed down through generations of her family. Um, That's not great. That is poopy ass brown. The mother recalled her own great grandmother telling stories of others leaving the house with the rocking horse on the landing, yet returning to find it completely in a completely different room, though no one else was inside at the time. Hmm. That does sound like haunted behavior. It does sound like haunted behavior. Or somebody's moved the horse. Right. I mean, okay, once again, that seems like the most likely scenario. Is it, though? Michael, so who, who just gonna... picks up a rocking? It's, a, it's like a solid wood rocking horse. It does not look light. It looks like it's about 200 pounds. You you are right. Who's um, moving this thing around? Probably, probably ghosts, Michael. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying it's not haunted. And like I, to your point, I think there are probably ghosts. I don't think they want anything to do with us, generally speaking. Um, but I will say, so the first article you, you found was on the Daily Star from the UK. And they just have a ghost section on their oh. website. And I'm just going to read a headline because I think it's very fun. Um Inside the world's most haunted farms, exorcisms, Satanists, and shotgun-wielding ghosts. Well, Michael, I've seen enough Scooby-Doo to know that it's usually not a ghost. No. Wield, like, dual-wielding a shotgun like John Wick. It's usually a John Wick type or an old drunk man uh, <laughs> who, like, I don't know, has some capitalist scheme, and they have the shotgun. Like, why would a ghost need a shotgun? It seems unnecessary. One, yeah. Two, it also I are ghosts. Can they can they hold a shotgun? I mean, it, Michael, it, it depends on what kind of like what class. Uh, you know, Phantom. Are we talking about class four? Yeah, sure. I'm just they, they can hold items. I'm just saying. Once again, the other documentary I saw about ghosts. I think it was called Ghost. Um, it's really hard to move things when you're a ghost. Sure. You need to you know have Whoopi Goldberg help you. So right. I'm just saying, like, I don't, how do you learn to use a shotgun as a ghost? Why do you even choose to to have that be your method? I mean, I feel like any ghost, like, Michael, again, if you're around long enough and you do have a, a, a Whoopi Goldberg type, you know, shaman to help you learn how to manipulate the physical world, and you're around for hundreds of years, I feel like at a certain point it would be pretty fun to get up to some shotgun-related hijinks. I do think that. And the other documentary, Ghostbusters, does show, you know, I feel like Slimer, that guy would be mm, all on a shotgun. Like, true. he would be going nuts with that thing. That's true. I so. have a question, though. 
they always oh. show ghosts and they're like, oh, they're they have unfinished business and they just need to complete something to get get on to the rest of the afterlife. I have to say that I don't think I'd be in a hurry to finish your business. Yeah. Yeah. Like just being a ghost and just haunting the shit out of people that I don't like seems like a great I, and- use of time. And the good thing about that is that you have an eternity to keep finding more people you don't like. Exactly. And you, a relatively famous misanthrope at this point, certainly in Sweden, I think that you would not go to Sweden with the intent to haunt. I feel like you would just go because it's probably chill to hang out yeah. there. Um, but like, I feel like you would continue finding great pleasure oh. in annoying people. So, not annoying, yeah. just tormenting. Uh, really. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think the flip side of that, Michael, is... How many fucking people have in business this important that they really got to get off their chest? Like, really, D- Dennis? You have you have you have you got to hang out for three hundred years? Okay, yeah, that's the thing. Is like you, the, you, you're working on that novel, Dennis. Fuck off! Why are you so mad? Finish your book. The unfinished business is always something really like normal and mundane. It's like oh, somebody wronged them, or like they didn't like if, the, if I lost my locket. Okay, who gives a shit? Right, like if go, it, go have one in heaven. If it's not that, if it's not very specific or like very hard to do, then it seems like there would just be a billions of ghosts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, are we just are swimming in ghosts? I'm, I mean, I'm up to my balls in a nonstop <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. Frankly, I, I, Michael, to your point, I don't think I'd be any in any hurry to leave if I found myself hanging around. I feel like there's probably a, like. I'd like to see more movies. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they probably don't get them in heaven um, or, or I'm definitely going because uh, it exists. Um, but also, like, I probably wouldn't. I just chill. Like, why? You know what I would do? What's that? I would find a way to get on uh, Jeff Bezos's um, rocket that takes him to space because haunt his rocket. I feel like in space is probably the least expected place to get haunted by a ghost i mean yeah i mean how many ghosts could possibly be up there naturally right you got to think relatively few and so like i feel like i would never be discovered they would just assume it was like zero g or something electrical issues yeah no yeah well and michael i think that's also proof that ghosts demonstrably don't exist because i feel like if they did and they actually ghosts actually had business to attend to Jeff Bezos couldn't walk a city block without getting his ass haunted straight off the planet. His boat, bottom of the ocean via ghost shenanigans. Like, if okay, Michael, that's actually if I, my unfinished business would be teaching like billionaires Christmas Carol type uh, lessons, only to continue haunting them and probably if if able kill them. Yeah, like there's no way ghosts exist because that's not happening all the time. Can I just tell you, having this entire conversation with a uh, three-foot-tall skeleton Mm -hmm. hanging out over your head is probably the best part. Yeah, Um, that's one of the nice things about, uh, you know, who knows where it's from. Who knows? Uh, The company that makes uh, the the big 12-foot skeleton, uh, where some people are probably employed, um, they came out with a three-foot version of the giant skeleton, and it's the best. It's delightful. It looks like he's, like... Basically being like, yeah, fucking yeah, tell him about ghosts. his arms are fully movable. Yeah. His eyes light up. Um, the, the one thing I do feel bad about, Michael, you can probably see this. 
So I wanted it in my background for all the Zoom calls mm. I have at my job that, you know, is impossible to find out. Um, <laughs> so I put it on my bookshelf, which is un- unfortunately right next to the little like shrine I have for Sora. Yeah. So she has like, it has like a little portrait, has her devastating uh, little paw print mm. and clay mm-hmm. underneath it. Uh, her ashes are below it. And then I just got this jaunty three foot skeleton <laughs> hanging out and... You know, it feels kind of right. I so. feel like she would be appreciative of it. Yeah. Or not. Actually, she probably wouldn't give a shit because she probably wouldn't even notice. Or me. She wouldn't notice me. That's the kind of dog she was. Staley would tear that fucking skeleton apart. Winnie was uh, not happy. Yeah, I would I imagine that. When I introduced her to it. Um, but it's about her size, which is funny. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I guess what I'm saying is that um, if anyone wants to pitch in for me to buy this haunted horse. You know, Michael, honestly, I feel like... I'll sort of go fund if, me. If the first time we asked anyone who <laughs> ever listened to this show for a single red cent, uh-huh. other than the other than uh, the United States government, for whom I write off every expense for this podcast... Obviously, because it's uh, our job. To, um, I feel like if the first time we asked for money from anyone for this show was to buy a potentially haunted two to three hundred pound like ster- pound sterling rocking horse, like I feel like that's a pretty good use of everyone's time and money. Obviously, yeah. I mean, and if if everyone from Sweden who listens to our show sent us like a dollar, we'd be able to do it. I think. Mm-hmm. And thinking about it, Michael, really like haunted vessels of all kind dolls rocking horses like you know curse lockets whatever they're i would assume essentially inflation proof right yeah like they're staying haunted the hauntings clearly not going nowhere so like you're saving money are you still there did you stop recording no okay good but you did leave on a very very funny yeah uh, <laughs> yeah face. No. Okay. Um, there, there you go. What was the last thing you heard? <laughs> what a delightful picture! And you know what? So you, you're you're still in the meeting, yeah, with that uh, face. But I'm Esme and the new yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Can you see the new the old guy? Well, I did oh, briefly when gone. I logged on, Damn and it. then it went, okay, so he just left. Oh. Um, it was like you were being haunted by yourself. Yeah, it was ha- Well, so <laughs> there's two things that I are possibly fucking up my computer. Uh, one, probably all the ghosts that I've uh, infested <laughs> pissed with. pissed off now. Um, but, uh, so I tried, because you're, Michael, a, a classic, uh, you know, content piece for, for our show is to go through the Bad Sex and Fiction Awards from the Literary mm-hmm. Review UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried to find uh, the 2022 award winners, um, but they there was literally one article about it, and they canceled it. But yeah. they, they said if, if they had given one out, it would have gone to... Um, a woman who wrote a book about being Jean Le Carre, the like, you know, s- spy novelist, like uh, being his mistress, and apparently it was just chock full of like horrible sex scenes uh, featuring Jean Le Carre. Um, but the one article was on like some like EveningStandard.co.uk, and 
trying to open that tab crashed Chrome eight times for me. Oh, like boy. it just wouldn't open up. And then obviously we started reading all about ghosts. So that website's like the LimeWire of yeah. the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I remember looking that up uh, when we talked about recording one of these times in the in the week between when we didn't record. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I was very disappointed to find out that it it was canceled, which it, I think they said they're coming back in 2023, back in a big way. If they don't, I remember. Kush. Un, untapped market for us. Yeah, just get get into books in a big way. The trends in low places sponsored worst sex fiction writing awards. That's true. That sounds like a lot of reading bad books, but I'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. But I mean, we can get our fan to help us out. Yeah. Send in, we can have people send in. Things. Any bad sex you re- actually do that anyway. If you read a book and there's an absolutely horrible sex scene in it, just shoot an email to uh, goodbuddymedia at gmail.com yeah. with uh, the book and the paragraph. We want to read it. We need to. <laughs> we need it. I will say, I know they canceled it originally in 2020. I think the last one they actually did was 2019. Uh, and they canceled it just because in 2020, people had enough bad things to worry about, which is a pretty <laughs> objectively funny thing for them to say. Um, Michael, there is one. So this is not necessarily a, a full um, um, full segment here. But one thing I did want to try to get into instead of trends in low places, go go to trends in old places Ooh. and try to look up old news of the day on whatever day we're recording. I haven't really found a good way to do that. So if anyone knows of like a repository of old, like old, easily searchable newspapers, hit us up. Um, but I did find a Twitter account. That I, I'm very much liking. And I'm going to read you a headline from the Buffalo Evening News uh, from Buffalo, New York, February 21, 1913. Headline is Two Kinds of People Decided by Cats. Subheadline Everyone either likes or dislikes cats with absolute positiveness. This was in the newspaper, followed up by from the Victoria Advocate in Texas Scientists say cat not mother of four skunks. <laughs> um. You know they they always talk about how we're we're losing local journalism by the you know conglomeration of mm-hmm. of news media and I have to say that I'm very very upset that we don't have anything we I don't get th- this is why you this is why I missed the newspaper mm-hmm. to be honest you only got to read what was in your newspaper now you get to see all it's like all the same stories you go to like CNN Fox whatever like. CBS like it's all basically the same shit just different like viewpoints of the story like back in the day you just had a newspaper and you're like I guess I'm looking at this section and this is this is the news to me right so and I I think too though Michael I, I do agree with you on that and I feel like one of my favorite parts of hot fuzz is like just the small town journalist who just writes about the most inconsequential shit and just sucks at his job um, but so this one from the Victoria Advocate in Texas, the one that says scientists, scientists say cat, not mother of four skunks. Like, first of all, thank God you got your doctorate, uh, to determine <laughs> that one. But one, why did a, why did a team of scientists, multiple scientists have to chime in to, I guess the public, that a cat didn't birth four skunks. 
Um, you're you're a, a man of science. You're a learned man. Yeah, I'm just some rube. That's a that's an interesting question. Is do you need to have your doctorate to be considered a scientist? Like, am I a scientist? I have I do I have done science. I have so a, I. I have a degree in 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 a science. Yeah, Michael, I uh, in my biology class at a Christian school in seventh grade, I dissected a chicken wing from Publix because they couldn't afford real dissection dissection shit. So I found a vein and a tendon. So I pretty much get it. <laughs> you you dissected a chicken chicken wing. Yeah, was it was it a flat. cooked chicken? Wing oh no, it was a, it was a raw. It was a raw. raw they just gave us raw chicken oh, wings yeah, yeah. and yeah. just some. Like a big, I remember it was like a, a big needle. Like it almost looked like a, a like a crochet needle. Now just poking around in this raw chicken. You know how um, there's always those stories about like, oh, I, you know, I forgot the science fair was the next day. And so I cobbled together this science fair thing and it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. um, it sounds to me like your teacher either yeah. lost what you were supposed to dissect or forgot to order it and was like oh shit tomorrow's dissection day and they just went and bought chicken wings chicken wings yeah i think it was a mix of that because like she was a bad teacher um but i think also just science as taught by the wellington christian school um and michael is it any wonder that i grew up to be a man and think you can break your penis because of the bone you know you know what i mean Um, and I'm an otherwise well-educated, I think, relatively intelligent person. Um, but, but Michael, despite I, all of that, despite mm-hmm. all of that, you you know enough science that you could pretty definitively tell that a cat was not the mother of four skunks. Yeah, because I think very clearly different animals, and also one doesn't stink like shit. <laughs> it doesn't spray. It doesn't have the world's worst defense mechanism. It. Yeah, and I also don't think you'd need a team to help no, you exactly. with that conclusion. Speaking of which, Michael, I, I also want to say, just like there's degrees of, to your point, what is what is a scientist, and also what makes you know scientific knowledge. So this was April twenty ninth, nineteen forty. Can you imagine like having this headline cut out on your wall? You're like, look, I made I made the the local paper, and then couple years later you find out about the manhattan project existing like a team of scientists (laughs) unleash the power of god and you're just (laughs) cats can't make skunks like that's your that's that's your your scientific (laughs) claim to fame and your your mom has the the article hanging on the fridge yeah just sadly takes it off just like 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 the degrees to which science, I guess maybe just maybe it just rapidly advanced. I, I mean, it probably did, but from cats can't make skunks to the atomic bomb in you know three four years, Sim- pretty great. Similar discoveries, really. Mm-hmm. One leads directly to the other with a few yeah. steps in between. So that's my science story. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, there was an article that you sent me, uh, and it was, I did want to talk about this article, but it was very short, and then at the end it said, read more, and there was a there was a headline to an article that I just, I was drawn to. 
You got distracted. Okay, I got great. Distracted. I think those are our best tilt stories. Florida Japanese steakhouse shuts down after soy sauce tests positive for meth. Hmm. They, uh, the owners say, and I quote, we are heartbroken, but we're unable to sustain the cost to stay open when it seemed that every day a local news outlet wanted to find something else to report on. And I would say that it's probably harder to sustain the cost of soy sauce when you are having to also add meth to it. Yeah. And I mean, hmm. It seems like they might have listened to our podcast last week, yeah. two weeks ago, and said, oh, uh, Florida meth food, put it all together, steakhouse, soy sauce meth. I mean, better than a food truck, I would say. Just have a stable base, you know, just kind of get to cultivate some, innovate your, your cooking, spice things up a little. I don't know. And then, and then from there, I went to, it said, oh, this was in Pace, Florida. And I said, oh, where where is Pace, Florida? And I looked it up, and it is in the panhandle, dangerously close to Alabama. Mm-hmm. And the three things that are on the map when you search for <laughs> in Pace, it's a very small, unincorporated community. There is um, an area of this town called Florida Town. <laughs> sure. <laughs> a little on the nose. <laughs> and then there is a place called, and I am not joking, Oops Alley Family Entertainment Center. <laughs> Oops Alley Family? Oops Alley Family Entertainment Center. What happens at the Oops Alley Family Entertainment Center? I I'm think that that maybe they were like Alley Oops, like basketball, but it's a bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> but it's called okay. Oops. Oops Alley. Oops Alley. Uh, Oops All Alleys. <laughs> um, yeah. That's it. Okay. That's all I got. Michael, you got to see the logo for this place. One second. Check out this fucking meth out cat. <laughs> I don't know. That cat might have birthed some skunks. Yeah, now that we're talking about it. So this cat has two cockamamie eyes that are like one is three times as large as the other one. He has two snaggle teeth. I think his neck is a is two bowling pins on a bowl. I think those are Man. his fingers going into a bowling ball. Oh, it might be another pair of eyes going into the, <laughs> into the bowling ball. This guy is horrifying. They do have an outdoor tactical laser tag, though. That sounds fucking cool as hell. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to pace, man. <laughs> oops, oops, Alley. We like to party. <laughs> I great. I too like to party. Let's do this thing. I I just want to know if they also put meth in things. I would assume so. I hope. I mean, honestly, I hope at that point. Why not? They've got uh, keto pizza bowls, so they're very health conscious. Oh, okay. So I, I, they probably aren't putting meth on uh. stuff. What was the other story that you were looking at, Michael? Spider capable of causing permanent erections shut down shuts down entire supermarket. And this is not related at all, but for some reason, the video that was playing underneath this, you know, how it just plays random news videos. This one is uh, just Vladimir Putin walking around, which makes it look like these two things are related. And sure, that's I don't think they are, but I can't put it past Vladimir Putin to release a spider cable causing permanent erections on his enemies. 
Yeah, I mean, I hope not. Um, so, Michael, do you know what kind of spider is is this? Like, how hot is the spider to be running around causing permanent erections? It's you know, it's it's it doesn't wear clothes is the problem. Oh, sure. Just, I mean, why would you? Just big, got a provocative. Yeah, just a big, big old honking, honking hooters. You know. So, do you think, Michael, the person who spotted this gigantic—I assume it's gigantic. Um, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just a normal spider. Do you think they were like, they opened a box and there's a spider in there and they're like, whoa, watch out. That's the permanent boner spider. Like immediately. Or do you think that was like a byproduct of the discovery of someone who knew what they were talking about was like, good thing you didn't get bit raging hard on. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. It's a Brazilian wandering spider. And at first I thought this said Australian supermarket and that made perfect sense to me because Australia, everything there was bred to kill you, but it's actually an Austrian supermarket. So this was in okay. a, a town 45 miles west of Vienna, Austria. Um, and they take a lot of time explaining the sp- spider and what it does, but they don't actually talk about how they found it was how one, how they looked at the spider and was immediately like, this is, oh, this is the, this is the boner spider. Right, because like, who knows that? I don't. Who knows I certainly. That? I mean, I, so apparently, Michael, are you familiar with the the comic, The Oatmeal? Yes. Uh, so apparently, uh, Matt Inman, who is the writer and like uh, illustrator for The Oatmeal, once described this spider as it's an eight legged vagina that gives you boners until you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Within just thirty minutes of being bitten, victims can experience rapid changes in blood pressure and heart rate, blurred vision, and convulsions. Um, the erection is a side effect that everybody who gets stung by this spider will experience along with the pain and discomfort. And so apparently, um, study scientists, once again, who knows how many scientists or what their actual background is, are studying the arachnid as part of a research for impotent, impotence treatments. Like why does everything just be like, why is solving boner, like a lack of boners, such a big fucking issue for science, like go back to figuring out cats can't make skunks. Like, <laughs> like, why are we so focused on boners? Like, I don't know if you saw like pretty big thing. I, it was on TikTok and it like made its way over to Twitter that like science for decades now, uh, they actually don't know how absorbent like uh, feminine like pads and tampons are because they test it with water, and so like. They're not as absorbent as any marketing or like science scientist thinks they are because they're not testing it with anything close to what actually women go through when they are using these materials. So I have a I, I think I have the answer to that question, though. I mean, I said the word woman 19 times in that. So it's probably it's probably that. Well, it's not even that. It's why are boners so important to scientists? Well, have you ever met a scientist? Uh, I mean, a couple. like ninety-five percent of them are old dudes, right? Old dudes famously suck and don't get boners. Have, have problems with boners, so they're like, if you're a scientist, you're like, well, this one's near and dear to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what? I I study what I'm passionate <laughs> about. <laughs> you and I'm very you passionate know. about how I don't get boners exactly. anymore. Um, also, it just seems like these are a side effect to a lot of things. I feel like a lot of these these pills and things, like, 
they just accidentally find out that it causes boners. And they might as well like might as well keep going with that well, one. I it's guess good. We were trying to cure cancer, but now I'm gonna pivot to the boner thing because this seems way easier. I do like that this is like the permanent erection is a also to your point, Michael, a byproduct of the agonizing pain and becoming barely coherent due to the the toxin from the spider. Yeah. And everyone is like, Yeah, you're gonna die in complete agony and but you're gonna be so embarrassed. But you're but your boner's gonna be fucking massive. And everyone's gonna see it. Hard. You're gonna look like a complete fool. Or maybe really impressed. No one knows until you're and you you'll never know because you will be dead. Michael, there there are two ghost jokes here to make. One is that if I did die by having a blazing erection until I, I until I died from a spider bite, my unfinished business would be one killing everyone who saw my, you know, gigantic raging boner. Just so, you know, they can never spread word of it. And then hunting down and killing every single possible spider. Like, I, I would haunt spiders. And I don't know if that's a thing that they care about. But I would do it. I, hmm. Do spiders care about ghosts? I mean, the eternal question. How how could we ever know? <laughs> hey, have you ever heard the thing about, like, your your ghost outfit? Where it's, like, ghost typically... T- ghost... You, when you become a ghost, you are in the clothes you you died in. Sure. Right. So like, what would you want to die in? So that would be what you wear for eternity. And I personally think that if that were true, if I was about to die, I would strip down naked because I can't think of anything more terrifying than a naked ghost. It sounds awful. Yeah, you're right. right? Yeah, I feel like naked ghosts or just like old timey tuxedo. I just feel like, I don't like your vibe, man. It doesn't fit right now. I feel like I would dress up in like, I don't know, some like Blade, like Terminator bullshit. Mm. I, like I would just like, I would try to like, well, if I'm going, I'm going to really scare people that I'm a ghost from the future. Like people don't think about ghosts from the future. Everyone's like, oh, old timey ghost. Nope. Not this guy. You know, that's a good point. They're always old timey ghosts. But like, what about just like Randy? Yeah. <laughs> Randy, fucking <laughs> Randy. Like My unfinished PBR. business is this twelve pack of PBR. I, I've never gotten through it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Michael. Again, going back, going back. Like, if you have a lot of time just to to dick around, like, why not try to convince people that you're a time traveler? Like, you're mm. a, oh, I'm astral projecting myself back from the future. Just like, it'll be so funny, Jeff Bezos, if you invest in an app called Yo. <laughs> That just says the word yo to people. That'd be very funny. Do it. <laughs> like, I would have a great time with that. Yeah. Michael, I was I was looking for a shower thought to share. But instead, instead I'm going to, again, going back to Twitter and my job being to be on Twitter most of the day. I just want to talk about how absolutely sh- pants-shittingly bad the ads have become mm. on Twitter. Um, and, like, they're either all, like you know bullshit products off of alibaba where some like some like scam account makes 50 of the same account and just puts out the same content um but i just saw one that was a real like like physical trainers hate this one trick like this kind of thing and it's just the the headline for the like the ad is heart surgeon begs americans stop putting this in your coffee and then the picture associated with it is what looks like a child's hand just 
covered in like like honey slime. Like not not honey. It's not honey. It's like honey slime. I'm gonna send you the picture. I want you to really get in on this guy. Um, like what is the substance on this hand? I can a hundred percent say without a doubt that I have never put that in my coffee. Yeah, like who's what putting it, that looks like um like a like clear like gack. Remember gack? Yeah, it, it looks like like amber gack. Yeah, and it was like who's putting that in coffee? Who's doing it by their own like fistful? <laughs> I just <laughs> this platform. Stop! Michael, is, stop putting amber lube in your coffee. Please, for the love of God, the scientists just, say, please stop. It's not helping you. I don't care how keto it is. Just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever Michael, find out I, what I'm not supposed to put in my coffee, though? No, I, I'm not. There's no way in hell I'm clicking on that link or literally anything. On Okay. I, there's some <laughs> weed company, like dis, uh, a dispensary. That instead of shower thoughts, they just have can of thoughts. Mm. And here's a can of thought for you, Michael. Imagine if time travel is possible, but we've forgotten how to do it. Hmm. What? They added the hmm. Yeah. Um, to, to their own post. Who forgot how to do it? We did. Just we the stoners. <laughs> the stoners. Stoners did. figured it out, and then and then they just fell forgot. Asleep and they- they woke up like, and like, what was I thinking about? I had a really cool idea. Oh, oh well. Michael, here's a can of thought for you. What if dreams are just glimpses into parallel universes? Hmm. You know, I, I have had that thought before because there are... Because you smoke a ton of weed. <laughs> yeah. You, you have... This is this is one of the worst parts about getting older. Like when I was younger, I used to have like cool dreams. Like even the dreams that were bad were at least interesting. It was like giant spiders crushing my house or like, I don't know, I was on a cruise ship like running from Freddy Krueger. And now it's like I have dreams that I just am doing chores or I'm like Michael, going the to number work. of dreams I have that I'm just doing my job. It's awful. Awful. Just the worst. It's like, why? Why Why am I doing this? It's like, or I'm trying to get ready for work, and I like can't I can't find a spot to get. Why? I hate I it. don't know. I, I'm glad I have gotten over the recurring dream I, I used to have that um, the University of Florida learned that I skipped a high school <laughs> math class and makes calls my job, and my job makes me go back to high school. That one's not great. Yeah, um, yeah. I've gotten over that one. I haven't had one of those dreams where you uh, show up for a class to take a test you forgot about. Too that that used to be a, mm-hmm. a recurring one. Yeah, that's no good. My teeth used to fall uh, out a lot too in my dreams. Oh, that's yeah. I used. Did you ever any, read any of those dream books? I've read a couple. They they always weirded me out. Like just like mostly because I didn't have a lot of the dreams and like the dreams that they would describe as common just made me super bummed out about what's going on in other people's brains. So I didn't get too far into it. So so you sent me a can of thought. I didn't realize they all said hmm at the end. They all say hmm. They've added the hmm like really driving home how devastatingly interesting these can of thoughts are and thank god a high person decided to share their their thoughts and ideas imagine if clouds were actually giant cotton candy floating in the sky 
Hmm. That's not a real, like, what does that mean? What do you mean, imagine that? Yeah, the world would cease to exist because the clouds are a very important part of our ecosystem and bringing rain to to the earth so we can grow things. So imagine if that happened. But Michael, what if they were just fucking floating cotton candy in the sky? (laughs) Think about it, bud. Okay, Michael, I have an actual shower thought. I think we can close out. This one is from Raj Daz on Twitter, who I don't think once I read the shower thought, you're going to be shocked by the fact that he has a blue check mark, mm. so he pays for Twitter. Mm-hmm. When two people fist bump, their knuckle hair strands get to have sex with each other. Hashtag shower thought. That has one like. Was it you? No. Actually, let me see who it was because uh, I'm very curious <laughs> if they also play. Um, it's from someone who their name is Humong Bean, uh, and their bio is uncritical consumer of internet humor, which checks out. So that I don't somehow, like the word get to have sex. Yeah. That's somehow worse than the can of thoughts. Yeah. What do you mean? Get to have like what they get to have sex with each because other's they, hair strands because they yeah. touch each other the hair I strands touching does this guy know how sex works there's two things that i hate about this the get to have sex and then also knuckle hair strands, strands yeah that's the, i feel like you could just say knuckle hair that's that's that would have been fine but like it's that's not how that's not sex it's not sex just jamming just jamming strands against each other that's not is that not how you do it's it? That's not how I do it. Just kind of jamming jam it, it until it, until, okay. Next time I fist bump somebody, I'm going to be like, yeah, our knuckle hair strands just had sex. <laughs> they just got to have sex. Just nice. got to. Nice. And see how quickly that person never talks to me again. Never talks, which Michael, again, could be a pretty good day for you. I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Little Places. Uh, everyone, if you enjoyed this show, you can find out more information about it at our website, goodbuddyofmedia.com. Um, there might be a blog post. There will be. Michael? I There will be a blog post. I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. I'm going to put um, some of these we- pictures out there. Yeah, please. Um, they, we also have a sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, that maybe we'll bring back. But if you like the first two seasons and half of the third of the hit show uh, 24, Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode minute by minute. Um, and somehow doing that for a 42-minute television show um, takes on average about two and a half hours. And that sounds bad. <laughs> and for many people, it might be awful. But for us, what a great Delightful. time. Yeah, I did see Curtis this past oh. week, and he is like, "I'm ready." I don't know why you guys keep saying I'm not going to do it. Just, just do it. Let's do it. All right, shit. So All right. he's Got- he's set up. He's ready to go. He's raring to go. All I right. think he's even watched the next episode. Oh shit! Well, actually, I think we have an episode recorded that we didn't put out. I'm pretty sure that exists. Well, so well then. So we we we're all we we just have to listen to that episode to remember what happened, yeah. which is. Again, take three to four times longer than the actual episode. <laughs> that one is the worst one to edit. Yep. It, it's, it takes so long. But, uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and newly on threads at TilpCast. Um, so give us a, a like or a 
follow or subscribe. I don't even know how any of that works anymore. Um, Whatever Zuck is calling them. Yeah. And um, you can also find this show and our other sister show on, you know, wherever podcasts are sold. Um, mm-hmm. It should be easy to find us considering we're the only podcast legally allowed to exist. And any other Good ones thing. are definitely fake. Um, I think that's it. I think you yeah. mentioned the blog. That's all we got. We, we hit it. We, we nailed we, it. We nailed yeah. everything. Another good episode. I am a little sad we didn't talk about that uh that TikTok video that's been going around. I think it just got a full release of that like nineties Euro pop oh, song, yeah. uh Planet of the Base. Maybe maybe we'll do a full like ninety minute deep dive into Planet of the Base. I honestly week. feel like that could win Eurovision. Yeah. I it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um but yeah. Michael, um, I think that's going to do it for us. It's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.